Welcome to Home of the Brave. I'm Scott Carrier. You may have seen some photos of large groups of refugees, like 200 men, women, and children walking across the countryside of Europe through farm fields, something reminiscent of the Second World War. Actually, they only have to walk across the borders, one to two kilometers, then they get on buses and trains that take them to the next border, where they get off and walk across to more buses and trains, country to country, from Greece to Germany. This man has just crossed the border from Greece into Macedonia, and we're walking on a dirt road between farm fields, the sky overcast and gray, the soil turned over for winter. Excuse me, hey. do you know where is the bus? Yes, I know where the bus is. Yes, yes where is, can you show us the way? Um, yes, everybody's going to the bus now, yeah. so it's okay, you'll be okay. okay. Where are you from? I'm from Syria. And you're with, who are you with? With my wife. And children? Or just no, I don't wife? have children. And what did you do in Syria? I was stay, I was, I was teacher, English teacher. Really? Yes. Why, why did you leave home? Because everything is destroyed. Huh. And what's, what's your name? Huh? What is your name? My name is Shero. Shero. And you say everything was destroyed. Could you describe that a little bit? Yeah, but because you know the situation in our country, you know this kind of the people is horrible. It's, I mean ISIS. What kinds of things do they do? They kill the women, animals, rocks, trees, everything. They kill the everything. In what town were you living? I'm living Kamshli. Kamshli. And where is that? In the north, north in Syria. Right. Near near uh, Turkey Turkey border. And how did did you walk from? Uh, Syria into Turkey. Yes, I went. I take the mountains. I walk like four four days, and and I I pass the border to Turkey. After that, I came to you to Greek. I take the board, but our board is fall down in the water. Uh, fifteen fifteen packs has died, passed away. My aunt, my everywhere. Ten ch childrens and five women all all of them is passed away in the, all of them died in the in the sea no one we tried to call the turkish government coast guard yes he refused to help us and we tried to call the the, the greek police no one helped us only we saw some fishes fishes yeah fishermen yeah fishermen in a with, fish, in with, a with with a boat and try to to pick it up from the water and they did yes they did they, they I, rescued I, you i so so proud and i i so lucky because i meet some the people have a white heart still the life i think you can you can live huh. they have a white heart what does that mean uh, it's innocent good, people innocent people yeah so where do you want to go now? I'm, I want to go to you to Germany. Maybe I find peace there. In Germany? Yeah. Because only the Germany is opened his border for us. <laughs> At the end of August of this year, 2015, Angela Merkel announced that Germany would accept refugees with open arms. That is, if they could get there. In two weeks, by the middle of September, there were 6,000 refugees a day arriving in Athens by ferry, 
many with only the clothes on their back and a cell phone, speaking Arabic and Persian languages, not knowing where they're going to eat or sleep, let alone how they're going to travel 1,242 miles across six countries to get to the border of Germany. The Balkan route is like a pipeline built in short order to move all these people north. I call it a pipeline even though the refugees are transported in buses and trains because it's a contained route, keeping everybody together by crossing the borders at remote stations set up especially for refugees. Nobody wandering off the trail or leaking out into places where they're not wanted, like Macedonia, Serbia, Croatia, and Slovenia. The Balkan route is the way through these Balkan states into Austria and then Germany. I don't know what the trip was like for the refugees through most of the Balkan states because the route was so contained by police that they could keep reporters out if they wanted to, and they did. We were denied access to refugees in most of Macedonia, all of Serbia and Croatia, and most of Slovenia. But I heard accounts of this part of the trip from refugees after they made it through, and their descriptions made it sound like a cattle drive, where police in riot gear yelled at them, pushing them through corridors of razor wire fences and onto overcrowded trains. We were, however, allowed to talk to refugees in northern Slovenia at a transit camp on the Austrian border, where things were fairly civil. The camp was guarded by police in riot gear, but the management inside the camp was organized by the Civil Guard, like our National Guard, focused on humanitarian efforts and logistics. The refugees here are hungry and need to eat. Most of them are tired, exhausted, and maybe traumatized by what happened to them back home. How do you speak English? What's your name? Sufyan. Iraq. Mosul. You yeah, this is my yeah. brother. Your brothers? Yeah. yeah. When did you leave Mosul? I mostly leave the Syria because no can, no can go on outside because of the Daesh. You have the night time, you go for not no one guy see you, you go on from night time, whole family, you keep it everything. No can bring anything anything with you. If catch you Daesh, he kill you. What like do you have what did you bring with you? Nothing. Just, clothes? just, just the clothes coming out. And if some some money have my bring it for you. No you, anything. My car, my house, all you have to leave. No can bring anything. Did you sell everything in Mosul? No can sell because there's no law. If, if you know, you come and catch you. You say, why, why are you selling? Catch you. You know. You know you have to go outside the Iraq, outside the Mosul. So no how many are with your group? There's your two brothers? I two brothers. No, four brothers. My wife, wife for my brother, and my kid. Huh. And how did, did you have, so you got in your car at night? And drove out of no, Mosul? No, the Mosul going to Syria like four hours walking. Walking? Yeah, walking four hours. From Syria, Turkey, ten hours. So you walked at night? Yeah, night time. No can. And if if you go in the morning time, you see you dash, kill you. No can. So all of you, like how many people total walking? Like 20, 25 guys. Walking at night, yeah, night into night. Syria? Just the money. You take the money. Some guys have taken money. If I go from Mosul in the Syria, it take money. Like one one guy's five five hundred. From Syria Turkey, take one thousand. From Turkey and come in the Yunnan, it take one pencil, one thousand. Huh. All just money. Huh. For each person. Yeah, each person. How much is it? Have, has it cost so far? How much money have you spent to get here? 
For now, I, I bring with me like uh, 20,000 just now, and now I have just 1,000, all losing. 20,000, yeah. My name is uh, Ala Davis. And you're from Syria? Yes. Where in Syria are you from? Uh, from Dar'a city. Dar'a. Dar'a city. Dar'a. And why did you leave your home? Uh, because my home uh, is uh, a war now. There is a war in my home, and uh, there is no no space to me. Were they fighting in your city in Dara? Yes, yes, in my city, yes. And my home was uh, destroyed, and uh, there is no home for me. Your home was destroyed. Yes. By a bomb. Uh, from a helicopter. From a helicopter. Yes. They dropped a bomb. Yes. The Syrian army. Uh, the, the Syrian, Syrian army. Go- yes. Government. Yes. Why did they drop a, a bomb? Uh, they drop a bomb in uh, any civilians in anything, anything, anything move, he's, he's will killed. Anything move, uh, human, animal, anything, anything, we will killed. Were you fighting the government? Were no. In war against the government? No, 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 no. I'm just civilians. I'm students. You're a student. Yes, and uh, my father died, dying, uh, shot him. Who the shot? government. The government the shot army. your father? Yes, shot why, my why father. Why did he shoot your father? Uh, I don't know. He shot him uh, front the door in my house. Because uh, we need freedom. And the freedom, uh, the meaning of freedom, he is uh, Bashar Assad go. Okay? Bashar Assad, uh, if he is still in the Syria, there is no freedom. No, no. He's, he's kill us. My name is Abdul Majid. And you're from Syria? Yes. Damascus? Or no, Homs. Homs? Yes. And why did you leave Homs? Because in Homs there is uh, many, it's, there is many different soldiers. There is uh, Nusra and EIS on the normal soldier, Sur- Syrian soldier. So that's why I don't want to fight with anybody. I don't want to fight with Assad and I don't want to fight with the EIS. In my city, there is EIS yet now, e- in the moment. I- Islamic State, that maybe is. it's better out here. It's too noisy there. Okay, so... Uh, EIS, uh, you know EIS? Daesh. Daesh, yeah, we call it the ISIS. ISIS. Yeah. In my home, there is uh, uh, one family from Chechenia. Chechenia, where's that? It's in Russian, Chechen. Chechen, right, right, right. There is it one family, they take it my house. They moved into your house? Yes. And did because, they, they come and kick you out or were you gone? Was the house empty when they came? No, when we go out, the house is empty. So they come, they open the door, didn't. but I asked my uncle, he's there. He told me, your house now, it's with one family from Chechen. And my uncle, he told the family, why you come here? They say it, we have a right to stay here. We fight with Syrian people and we will stay here. Wow. So it's a whole family from Chechnya. It's three or four person. Yes. It's unbelievable in Syria. You know, if it is in 10 years or 20 years, we lose it Syria, it's okay. But it's in two years or few minutes. Everything happened. It's in minutes. It's, It's unbelievable. You cannot... We sleep... When we open the eyes, it's like it's like a dream, because before I work, before I have it food, before I have a good house, and now it's everything finished. It's like a dream. Believe me, every day I say it. Maybe today I wake up. 
When the refugees arrive in Austria, German efficiency begins to kick in. The one steady flow of refugees is evenly diverted into five separate streams and bused to five separate camps in cities just over the border in Germany. And from there, they are sent to towns and cities scattered around the country. We went to the camp in Passau on the Danube River. The camp was unusual in that it was located right in the city, next to the train station, and there were no razor wire fences. The police were unarmed and friendly. Yes, I would even say the police were pleasant and eager to help. The camp had showers with hot water. Inside the big tent, there were children's drawings hanging on the wall. A duck, a flower, the words freedom, and I love you, and stop killing Hazara and Quetta. At this camp, it was clear that an attempt was being made to show the refugees they were safe. They'd made it to Germany, where they'd be treated as human beings, and you could feel their sense of relief. Uh, my name is Amir Muradi. I'm from Baghlan. Baghlan from Afghanistan. And is in your town, are there Taliban in your town? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Our town is in uh, area of Taliban, like Kunduz. Uh, my town Kunduz, near Baghlan. to Kunduz. So they came in like two months ago? Yeah, yeah. The Taliban? Was it two months ago? Two months. Before, before two months. months. Before two months. Yeah. And they came in shooting? Shooting. They came shooting. They who work in police, they shoot them. Uh-huh. Uh, who uh, work in politics, like... Uh, they shot the government people? Yeah, government people, they shoot them. They shot them? Yeah, they shot them. And uh, they also, they also destroy our schools. Really? They said, don't learn English, don't uh, assist with American. So what do you want to do? Do you want to keep going to school here in Germany? Yeah, we love school. So how old are you, 18? Yeah. Oh, 18. I'm 18 too. This is 17. 17. So you want to go to school? Yeah, we want to go to school. This place is so awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I love Germany. Without any joke. I love it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we want to work hard. What, what do you want to study? Uh, pharmacy, I like it. Uh, journalist, like you, I like it. And like, I'm a singer. Yeah, I can sing. <laughs> From each of these five camps along the border, a bus leaves every hour carrying 50 refugees to their new homes in cities and towns scattered evenly around the country. If you do the math, that's 6,000 a day. In this way, Over the course of the year, 2015, 
Germany accepted 800,000 refugees. I don't know what it's like in the towns and cities where they end up. I heard they live in ad hoc dormitories, in indoor stadiums, and large empty buildings. I met a Syrian in Hamburg who was living in a camp inside a shipping container. I read an article about Germans with extra space who let refugees stay in their homes. They all have to apply for asylum and then wait to see if they get it, which can take a long time. And if they don't get it, they're supposed to be deported. And if they do get it, they'll need to figure out how to become part of German society, which seems like it would be very difficult. I don't think the Germans even know how it'll turn out. The refugees keep coming, 4,000 a day through December, but Angela Merkel remains committed in her resolve. We'll figure it out, she said, and I hope they do. It would be good if Germany can figure out how to accept refugees and then show everybody else how to do it, because I think there are more refugee crises to come. I'd like to thank a lot of people who made these reports possible. The folks at Third Year in Copenhagen, Chris Riley of Studio Riley in Portland, Oregon, Alex Chadwick and Camilla Madsen for taking photos and remaining calm in tricky situations. Also, I'd like to thank the refugees who spoke to us, even though they were basically on the run. They spoke because they thought you'd listen, and you have, so thanks. Check out our website, homebrave.com, to see Camilla Madsen's photos, and there are also donate buttons there if you'd like to support the program. A lot of people have donated, people from all over the world. It's amazing, and I very much appreciate it. This show has no other funding other than listener contributions. I had a credit card in Europe, and it worked like magic, but now I'm afraid it's lost its power. I've been putting off looking at the bank statement because I think things will work out. This is Home of the Brave, after all. I'm Scott Carrier. Thanks for listening.